Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 27, looking at verses 13 through 15, read from today's New International Version. And again, there are more nautical concepts here. So I pray that what I share from the commentaries will help you to understand as it helps me kind of understand what I'm sharing. Favorable winds and weather at the moment caused the captain to proceed with the journey. Had these conditions continued, the ship would have brought the passengers and crew to their destination within hours, certainly less than one day. But the air currents suddenly changed, and that was a common occurrence in those waters. So let's listen to Acts chapter 27, verses 13 through 15, read from today's New International Version. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force, called the Northeaster, swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. Again, Acts chapter 27, verses 13 through 15, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights from the commentaries and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 27, verses 13 through 15. Read from today's New International Version. And again, more nautical terms, but commentary, kind, kind of commentaries I read kind of made it a little more um, understandable to me. So let's just begin. It says that the wind started blowing softly. So they thought, You know, this is our opportunity to make it to our destination. There was a change at once in the force and the the direction of the wind. With a gentle and favorable breeze from the south, the pilot and the owner thought that all was smooth sailing and the ship left the fair havens and made across the bay a distance of 34 miles for Phoenicia. They still, however, hugged the coast as afraid to venture too far off into the open sea. Just beyond Crete, the wind turned dangerous, and it implies that the storm burst upon them. And again, I can imagine, I can see this in my mind, even though trying to understand the northeast and northwest and where this kind of thing. 
that doesn't make sense to me. But it makes sense because I can see it. But, you know, trying to explain it doesn't make, I can't explain it. I can just read what I've read and share what I've read. But anyway, it says the wind was coming down off the mountains of southern Crete, and they were deadly. In describing this wind, Luke used the Greek word from which we get the English word typhoon. So this this tempestuous head wind arose, arose, and it's a it's called the Eurocladon. In the Greek, it is a typhonic wind. So called not from the name of the country from whence it blew, rather from Typhon. The same with Python, and that they are heathen deities. So it was a he it was named after a heathen deity. And that I didn't know. And if you want more information on that, I found that in Gill's commentary in um one of the resources that's in the uh the, the notes of the of the show. But I thought that was interesting, and especially when you read the characteristics of the storm. It says, who has said the, the, these deities, or this deity, Typh, uh, Typho or Python, is a heathen deity who is said to be drowned in the lake of Serbonus or in the river of Orontes, about which places this sort of wind is observed to be frequent and which may take its name from this uh, heathen pagan, this heathen uh, deity. And it says that being supposed that he, um, that to be raised by him. So that's what the sailors believed, that when they ran into this kind of weather, that this, this deity, this heathen deity is the purpose of it. This wind may very well be thought to be the same, uh, which is called Typhon. And it, uh, it's represented as a very tempestuous one, as a sort of whirlwind or hurricane, a violent storm, though without thunder and lightning, and the chief plague of sailors, because it would break their sails, even their vessels into pieces. And this may still uh, may still have its name from Typho because they're not sure since the Egyptians used the name uh, used to call everything that was pernicious or and hurtful by the same name. And it's, uh, this wind was called again the Eurocladon. This wind was feared among ancient sailors for its destructive power. Uh, helpless to navigate with this wind. In their face, all they could do was let the ship drive itself, let her drive. The opposing current of air created a whirling motion in both clouds and sea. But then the wind began to blow steadily in one direction. And it said ancient ships lacked much ability to tax, in other words, to follow a charted zigzag pattern so as to make optimal use of the unfavorable wind. When the contrary winds arose, the ships were mostly at their mercy and were left to run before the gale, before the big strong winds. And uh, it says and they couldn't bear up to the wind. The Greek literally means to look into the wind's eye, to face the wind, 
the figure is significantly natural one in all languages, but has perhaps received additional vividness from the fact that a large eye was commonly painted on the prow, the prow of Greek vessels. And it says this practice is still not unusual in, uh, in Mediterranean boats. So assuming the direction of the gale, the ship was now driven in a southwest direction, scudding before the wind. And I had to look up scudding. It's like speeding before the wind. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you even in uh, uh, passages where the common man, being me, don't understand everything that the word is saying. I can just see it in my mind. So I thank you, Father. Thank you that you gave uh, Apostle Luke the ability to write such a vivid picture of what was going on so that we'll understand your power that much more as uh, we'll find out later that everyone is saved as you told Paul in a vision. So we thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those in not just Israel, but also in the Ukraine as they continue with these uh, wars. And God, we know there are wars in other places, but those are uh, the two that just comes to mind right now, especially with the one in Israel which just started on the, uh, the past weekend. So God, we are praying for them. We don't know what's going on in either of those situations because we are here in the United States. We don't know what's going on. We can only uh, base uh, what we believe on what we hear on the news. So God, keep us from making uh, decisions and snap judgments about things we don't understand. And God, help us to understand and have compassion and uh, what uh, empathy for those in these situations as we continue to pray for them because prayers can get more done than anything else that we can do so you said to to pray and that man should always pray so that's what we're doing and we're praying for not just them but for whoever needs you in whatever capacity they need you in in the name of jesus amen Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.